welcome everybody to season two, episode two, Tales from the Core. As always, I am Mike Frank Francis here with my co-host. Adam Grizzly Clay, nice to see you. And you all asked for it, so you're going to get it. We've got more Vito up today. What's up, Gary Vito? Doing well, how about yourselves? Nice little weekend, you know, uh, with the Bed Bath & Beyond, Home Depot. It was, it was a nice little weekend, can't complain. Oh. I don't know if I'll have enough time for the, all the activities. <laughs> yeah, we we actually, uh, we had uh, my buddy Jake and his wife were in town. My birthday's Tuesday, his is Wednesday, and their anniversary was last Sunday. So, um, you know, after the fight, a little getaway, they came down here, and it was a good time, man. We we had a great weekend. Are you getting the 40 mark yet, Jake? I mean, uh, Frank? 39. 39 Damn, on Tuesday. You're almost there, bro. Fresh as fuck. Fresh as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, it got me thinking about, like, you know, we're talking about a lot of different things when they were hanging out. We're talking about birthdays, obviously, with them coming up and, you know, turning uh, 19, 20 in Iraq or Afghanistan, 21 in Iraq. You know, and birthdays just kind of, I don't know about you guys. I don't really give a fuck about them anymore. Like for me, the birthday I celebrate is the Marine Corps birthday. Like I that's the one. I literally forget how old I am sometimes. Like no joke. Like I'm 43, but some people are like, hey, how old are you? I'm like 40 something. You know, I forget that shit. It doesn't matter after a certain point. It just doesn't matter. I'm like, I'm old as fuck, but I feel fresh as fuck some days, but not every day. We, we literally at my, my work, I guess we're getting more progressive because uh, they gave us like a floating holiday that you could use for a day that whether it's your anniversary or something that, that you meant. And sure enough, November 10th, I was like, hell yeah. Put it down. <laughs> How nice of them. They give you a floater. I remember those. I do. <laughs> Blumpkin. I had a, uh, did you say, hold on. Did you say Blumpkin? I don't know. You said floater. I thought of toilets. And <laughs> there you go. Holy shit. That's a whole nother topic in itself. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Frank. But I want to remember that one. That's a good one. Uh, I had a job back in the day and I, I always, we just had, we just had PTO, which is like the biggest scam ever. Pay time like, off. Yeah. It's kind of like leave in the Marine Corps, you know, like people are like, Oh man, you guys get time. You get paid time off. You get, you get your housing paid for, you get your meals paid for. And, you know, I don't know. Did you guys ever look at your, uh, your, your pay pay stub? I don't know what the fuck they called it. Pay stub, yeah. yeah from the Marine Corps, like when we were in. Oh, I never looked at that ever. I was, no, never. I did from time to time. It had a special name to it. But if, if like, you really look, we get docked BAH housing, and then we get docked meals. Like, that shit, people are always like, oh, you guys get that shit for free. No, that we pay no. for we pay for those horrible fucking asbestos-infested <laughs> barracks. Well, I gotta tell you though, those those meals, I enjoy those meals. I'm like, dock me all the fuck you want, man, because I went right to that fucking salad line and I loaded myself up with some cottage cheese, motherfucking salads, and whatever they got in that basket, I'm just fucking digging it, throwing it on my plate, man. It might be three times, you know. So it's so, worth it sometimes. Growing up in New Jersey, I remember I went there and I was going through the line and I was like, What is I'll have some of that stuff. What is that? And they're like gravy. And I was like, no. <laughs> That stuff right there. And they were like, gravy. And I'm like, no, the gray stuff with the meat in it. And they were like, that's gravy. And up to that point, I had only had like brown gravy. I didn't know sausage gravy, breakfast gravy. All I, didn't oh. know I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, gravy has lumps of meat in it? Like, I had no... And we went it's there, all gravy. It was like, succotash. I was like, what the fuck is succotash? Like, I've only heard of that in my car. Like, isn't, uh, wasn't succotash isn't like the same thing as like goulash? I think it was like lima beans with corn or some oh. shit. Oh, fuck Something that. interesting. Hey, hey, a pop quiz. Because I'm I'm wondering myself, who the fuck said suffering succotash? Oh, that was Duffy Duck, wasn't it? I think it was Sylvester the cat. No, I don't know. It was know. the cat. It was the Sylvester. Oh, yes. It was that bitch cat. Yeah, that's right. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. We had B and G uh this weekend. Like I I love some uh love some white sausage gravy. You're all about acronyms today. What BNG? What was that? Biscuits and gravy. Oh, 
Gotcha. Yeah, in, case yeah. the, in case the listeners were confused, I was confused. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Some good old biscuits and gravy, man. My wife, she, uh, you know, she's one of them Southern, she comes from one of the hard R states, you know, and they, uh, she knows how to make that shit from scratch, like flour, milk, all that stuff. Real quick before, uh, Vito lights us on fire with his, with his, uh, stories, which he surely will. I guarantee that folks, um, biscuits and gravy. Don't, don't ever ask a Ramsolitist of, uh, how, his mom makes biscuits and gravy. It's a fucking top, top secret shit. But I'm gonna I text him right now and ask him. Just <laughs> fucking do it. <laughs> but he'll get pissed. And be like, I can't tell you. Yeah, you know, I love your Rams. I'm Ramsolitis. <clears throat> but um, yeah, he's. Spe- I know. I know the treat. I know what it is. Go ahead, mommy. I don't know why I thought about this. I mean, that's that's the funny thing is like you start talking and it opens up doors to something you haven't thought about in forever. But like I think of like when I think of Francis, I think of Missouri and I think of you in Maine. And like I can be like, oh, the guy from Chicago. And like to me, that's McGill, you know, or like Vermont. I got Booten and whatever. Um, but I remember somehow we'd be in the field for like three or four days. And somehow it'd be like a north south thing would come in. <laughs> like I can say this now. Time has passed. But like the northerners, we had like a secret weapon that well, all we had to do, like when it would get like heated, it was just like. So, so what is the South? Like, what states? And there was so much infighting because some would be like, it's Alabama, it's Georgia. And some would be like, Florida. And they'd be like, fuck Florida. And I don't make the real South. And some would be like, Kentucky. You know, and they're like, fuck Kentucky. I'm from Georgia. I ain't the South. And they would just fight and, all, <laughs> and sit back and laugh as we're just watching them fight amongst each other about who's the most Southern and what's in and what's out. And I, I've heard that same exact story, dude. Especially from Ram, Ramsey Lightus. Don't even fucking mention the Ram, uh, the, the Mason Dixie line with them motherfuckers. <clears throat> that Mason Dixie line, shit, man. <clears throat> they, they take that shit seriously. I didn't even know about the Mason Dixie line until I joined the Corps and started hanging out with these uh, Southern folk. I love y'all, Southern folk. Don't don't get me wrong. Don't go come and fucking fuck with me. I love you guys. I'll give you some lots of friendship. It's funny you. Years. I love it. It's funny you brought that up because. I forgot all about that until you said that. And yeah, for some reason, it was always people always here from Missouri. What what were you guys in the Civil War? Like it fucking mattered, right? Like for somehow that was a that was an important piece of information that needed to be discussed when we we're in the field. And I don't know how many people know this, but you know, there was eleven southern states, right? There was 13 stars on the Confederate flag. Two of the stars stood for Kentucky and Missouri, which were split states. And um, and that 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 would be my answer. Um, it's kind of like uh, Sunny Mac from Sunny. Like, you know, I'm playing both sides. That way, I always come out. <laughs> hey, that's uh, what we did in Missouri. <laughs> just just before we get started, if you allow me, um, I have to say this because it's been bothering me ever since the last podcast. The last podcast, I couldn't even finish it through myself. To you guys were you got you Frank and everyone was great, but and and Janine, you were great as well. I I couldn't I was awful on that last podcast. I, I was too close to the microphone. <clears throat> I had um uh what happened was I woke up and I was in pain and I took two painkillers and my tolerance is way off and it really messed me up. So uh it's no excuse I shouldn't have took the painkillers, but um I apologize to everybody uh who heard me. I just sounded like crap. I just want to get that out there. It'll never happen again. I love you guys. That's it. <clears throat> Dude did did that podcast ever drop? Because I was talking to Strong this morning. Yeah, it. You know what? That podcast still never dropped on Spotify for whatever. It's probably because of me. They're like, yeah, we're not airing this shit. Fuck me, dude. <laughs> this guy blew the tent clear off the circus. That just made me. It made it even worse, Frank. And I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> uh, it, it's all good, man. Life isn't black Fuck. and white. Sometimes it's gray, right? Well, I learned yeah. from it. I definitely learned from it for sure. <clears throat> yeah. Listen, man, I mean, we, we all have our shit and everything, so. I wouldn't drop know. it either, you know, wouldn't drop it either. Plus, you know what, uh, I mean, you know, thanks again for being so flexible, but also it's great because we're able to get Garavito on today, but, Fuck yeah. you know, I had to go pick up from the airport on Thursday, which, again, I know I always bring this stuff up and our listeners have no fucking clue what day it is until we bring it up, because for them, it's always Tuesday, right? Or whatever day they listen. Yeah, yeah, it drops on Tuesday every every Tuesday. Yeah. But we record, you know, we, yeah, we're willy-nilly with it, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we definitely, so this worked out perfect because, dude, so so the app that, you know, we're building an app 
one of my partners who's like one of the, he's like he owns the development team. He had a, he had an hour drive to a wedding and he's like, which episode should I listen to? And I said, episode eight, listen to the Garavito episode. <laughs> and he texts me back after he listened to it. And he's like, I would not have lived. Like, he's like, I, there's no way I would have survived that shit. He's like, that was absolutely insane. And, yeah. um, I still, I think that was one of our best episodes, man. Like those dude. And when we got done, man, after your stories and everything, like my cheeks fucking hurt from like laughing and smiling the whole time. It was, uh, it was fucking epic, man. Garavito, you did so fucking great, man. When people ask me that too, which I got stories to bring upon that actually later on. <clears throat> but, uh, I say either episode eight or episode nine, episode nine makes me laugh a lot too. Cause we just kind of all over the place. I like both of those. Very much, Garavito. You you rocked it, man, for sure. I appreciate it. It's funny because I actually had people coming up, and that's kind of some of the stuff I had written down was, hey, man, you got to tell this story. Hey, man, remember this? You got to tell. I was like, and I'm like, why don't you go on and tell this? No, 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 no. I was like, well, I mean, shit, I'll, I mean, I'll, you want me to tell a story? I'll tell a story. You're a storytelling master, Garavito. Like, I'm not blowing smoke up your butthole. And there I go with the butthole thing again. There it is. All about buttholes, man. Janine, yeah. write that right that one down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. I actually uh, you know, someone actually brought that up. They're like, you do know that you told to a listening audience that you got your butt penetrated by a random hookup. You know, I was like, Yeah, it just literally was flying and time was going. I didn't even I like I was like, Oh shit. I guess I can't run for office, you know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'll tell you the truth, dude. That clip, that clip with you talking about fucking how you got the turn in the bag, and you don't know how I remember how you got the turn in the bag. And I'm not even fucking exaggerating. I've listened to that fucking probably over a thousand times easily. It's so fucking fucking funny, man. How you put it in the, sh- in the way you said this <laughs> the way you said. Well, I uh, well, I was like putting in a shoebox, you know. Uh, you know. It, it was wonderful. Anyways, you were great. My goodness, I'll probably watch it after this too. So, so are what you, did you be on YouTube or something one day? Yeah, eventually we're gonna upload them to YouTube. Um, it's weird because if people go to listen, there's a whole science behind it. If people go to YouTube, then they're not going to Spotify and Apple, and we're not hitting the downloads. Like we've got over a thousand downloads now since we started this thing, which is uh pretty fucking stellar man like it's pretty 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 fucking cool you know thanks to the people like you and all the awesome people we've had on to uh, that help rocket janine but last time you were on 10,054 according to janine as we stand last time we're on we ran out of time we knew we would um and before we we get too much further because yeah, we we only got a limited amount of time. You had some more stuff you wanted to share. Some more, some more. Sprinkle a little more shock and awe on us. Well, I would just I, I remember the one thing I was going to talk about was Hunter, because Hunter and I were roommates for a while. I know he was an assaultman, but um, and he and I have been friends. You know, I don't actually know that anyone is capable of not liking Hunter. He's probably the most likable person I've ever met. Yeah. Love him. Love him, dude. When it was funny, because when I came back from Cuba, they had this whole, like I was saying, the the machine gun. um, So the machine gun section in Lima was the exact opposite of the assault section, where we had like... (laughs) eight corporals or something yeah. like that and then it was yeah. like yeah and, and there was like everyone was a short timer there was like nobody there and so they had decided to make me change me over to a uh, machine gunner right i remember that because i have an 0331 tattoo and then i spent like three quarters of my time as a 31 very flexible of you yeah actually we got a 31 41 and 51 on like at the same time i don't know if that's i'm you know but uh so i was there and then hunter and baldwin came over yep and they went up to me in like the first week because they were both assaultmen and got moved over for a while Mm -hmm. and they went up to me and they're like hey you know Vito, like we got some questions to ask you but we don't want to go to the corporals 
you know, because like I said, there was there was shitload of corporals. And yeah. they were like, I was like, what's up? And they're like, can you teach us everything you know about machine guns? Because <laughs> we don't know anything. And I'm like, I've been a machine gunner for a week. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> so, pressure. No pressure. Yeah, yeah, no pressure. And then it was funny because like the first time we went for a hump, hump is a hike for those that don't know. I Thank was, you for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I was the one of the reasons I came over, I was told, was because I was a good humper. Uh, you know, I'm not the fastest guy, but I can <laughs> carry some weight and hump. So calm, uh, calm is important too. Go ahead, sir. Uh, and so we went for a, we went for a hump and uh, we had three guns. I mean, there was like probably like 15 people, which is actually under like what we should have been, but everyone was corporals except the three of us. And uh, they basically, we had three gun systems and normally there's, there's the team leader has a tripod and has some, some other stuff. And then you have the gunner who has the 240, which things like 24 pounds and, some other stuff. And then you had the uh, assistant gunner, the ammo man who had the extra barrels and all this other stuff. And so you have three people make up a gun system. And so they basically were like, Hey, we're going for this hump. Uh, non NCOs, you guys get to carry the guns. And then we were like, well, who carries the, you know, the bag? And they're like, Oh, just give it to a non NCO. And we're like, wait a second, there is no, and they're like, yeah, exactly. So we went on this <laughs> the entire thing. And then as we would go, we get tired and I'd be like, Hunter, like you got to take the gun. So he would have like two guns. I'd have like three tripods, like, and we were just getting our asses kicked. But um, while well, the corporals had nothing, which was yeah. hilarious. And so that was kind of a bonding thing. And it was like paying our dues. And, you know, that was fun. Um, side note. Everything goes on to that. I just just came to me right now, but like goes, you know, that whole everything comes around. I remember when I was a corporal going on and we used to have weapons leading the way. And there was for some reason, I think it was third platoon was right behind us. And I would like circle the the main group of like weapons, like, you know, make sure all the boots were keeping up and stuff. And I remember I went and there was some guy, a boot from. I don't want to say name. I remember who it is, but hopefully he's forgotten. Or just name Itis at the end. You're all right. No, uh, don't. Well, no. So no, no, he, he he was struggling, and I just remember I came over and I was like, "Hey, like, you okay, buddy?" And he was like, "Yes, Corporal." You know, and I was like, "All right, man. Like, you're struggling. But you want me to take that rifle for a little bit?" And he was like, "Okay." You know, like I was like, "Yeah, let me have it. Let me have it." And I immediately went to the third platoon NCOs. It was like, "I don't know why I got your guys' rifle." And they were like, "What?" And I took them over in the woods. <laughs> so yeah, I feel bad about that. And if you know who you are, I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, it was. Hold on. He was. It was. He was a boot from third platoon. Yes, boot from third platoon. Nice. I decided to help him out by calling him out to his NCOs, and everyone in weapons laughed. And I ah, like, but it, you know, I have a good idea, but you. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, it's funny as you talk about. So you talk about how like nobody can not love Hunter, and I don't know if I ever have like conveyed this to him completely. But when we did the death march, we had to leave one person behind, and the the choice was mine, and. I just loved Hunter so damn much, you know, that I'm like, all right, he's just too nice of a guy to have to go through the amount of suffering that we're all about to fucking endure. Right. And so that's why he got left behind on that thing. You saved his ass. Fast was funny. So fast forward to um, when I got married, June of 2018 and Hunter, Lybrook, Stow partridge we're all in my wedding ramsey came as like a viewing participant or guest i guess is the word they call use wedding guest and um we were all hanging out on the beach you know drinking some beers telling old stories and of course the death march comes up and you know hunter's like god damn it francis (laughs) he's like i remember it's funny how he tells it because he always says when you guys left i like you know, he's like, what are the odds of this being one of the things that lasts like our entire life that everybody always talks about is the most epic, biggest story from our entire careers. How could it like, not be? And he's like, and sure enough, that's what happened. And people are talking about it. Uh, and then even on the reunion, he like when him, I was on the phone a couple couple days ago. He said he was going to implement a rule at the reunion. <laughs> like, This is an Iraq deployment. No talking about the fucking death march. I don't want to hear about it. Um, but yeah, man, like, you know, he's just like, 
nothing. And it had nothing to do with me thinking he couldn't make it or he was just like the nicest guy. And so if you're going to leave somebody back, leave the nicest guy back. Right. Like, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. yeah definitely. Sure. You guys, I don't know who picked uh, you guys left Gramlich back. I, d- I had no part in that, uh, but yeah, I guess I don't even remember him on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, I, it wasn't my who, choice. Who did thirty ones? Who did you guys leave behind on that? I, I don't know who. We, I don't think we left anyone behind. I, I don't know because that actually my story about the death march was again machine. I mean, this is just off the spur. The machine gunners had three people in a team, and it was Conrad and myself for the entire deployment. I was short in ammo, man. And um, I think it had to do with they rearranged after white. Um, And so I was, I might've been the senior team leader at the time. So I had a two man team. And so we went to do this. I remember we had all our shit packed for three people with two. I couldn't get off the freaking ground. I had to have someone help me up. I mean, my pack weighed like a hundred something pounds and I could not get up. And I remember Sergeant Smith coming to me and going, hey, don't worry. If anything, you need help, I'm here. I'm like your helper. And I don't know if you remember, but we landed the helos on top of a mountain about two minutes in. His foot slipped. He went yeah. fucking heels, bashed his head on a thing. He got medevaced out. So I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so Carwright and I carried three people's shit up all those mountains and stuff. For uh, So it kind of sucked. And yeah, yeah, it was funny because I think, wasn't it like Operation Spartan or something like that? That was what it was called, yeah. Yeah, and then it's just now known as the Death March. (laughs) And and you guys mentioned something, because I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was some guy who was, this is like one of my funniest memories of that thing. There was a guy, I think he was like Anglico or something. He was like some air traffic dude. He was a lieutenant. And he went out where they were dropping off pallets of water and the rotor wash or whatever fucking took the pallet and took the dude out. Like, does anyone remember that? Like, he got fucking leveled by a pallet of water. And it was fucking... He died? No, no, no. He he was fine. I mean, he... You know, I mean... That would have been... That's one of those things. You you hope he didn't get this, like, seriously hurt, because that's not the greatest... Like, how'd you get hurt? Oh, I was in Afghanistan. I got hit by a pallet of water. You know, but... uh, (laughs) That'd be the best party story ever, though. Dude, hey, guys, check this out. Go ahead, I remember again talking with Hunter and he back to the, this isn't going to be one of those defining moments. And then he said like, what? And he's like, man, I remember cause he watched, he was watching friends, right? He just binge watched the entire, all the seasons of Why friends. Yeah. And he's like, I remember like so-and-so came back during this episode. And then so-and-so came back during this episode. But I think if like, it was like what three or five people in the first hour of that what five day expedition or six day expedition, however it was I like forget. five people in the first hour got medevaced or kept, yep. yeah. Medevaced for injuries, like Smith and some other and Lum was one of them. Like same thing, uh, terrain issues and getting hurt. Yeah. Trying to go down a steep ass mountain with hundred plus pack, pound packs. Yeah. <laughs> on top yeah. of what you said, Gary, like with people like laying on their back and need help up and shit. I remember walking, seeing so much of that. Like at the beginning, it's like almost like a turtle, like laying back on its shell. Like you see their fucking feet up in the air and shit. And then a doctor would try to help them and get them up, like you know, tipping a turtle over on its shell. That's what I thought about it, anyways. That's what it looked like to me. Uh, a hunter story. I got so I went to Hunter's wedding, and I and so funny story about that. There's actually like a two part wedding story. It was one was I went to I went there the day before and there was a you know a rehearsal dinner or whatever so I got there and I guess there was a ton of people in the hotel so we got to check in early and it was like well you need to you know be there at three or whatever and this is in Mississippi so like I set my alarm for like two or something took a nap and woke up went to the rehearsal dinner everything's great the next day we're doing the actual ceremony and I'm in the, with the guests and uh, the officiant pastor, Reverend, whatever was like, before it started was like, Hey, everyone turn off your cell phones, mute your cell phones, blah, blah, blah. So I put it on mute. I was good to go. I'm sitting there. Well, 
fucking two o'clock shows up and my alarm was on repeat. So it goes like, and everyone, like I had like 30 people around me, look at me, go this fucking asshole. And I reached into my pocket and I hit the button to turn it off. Or so I fucking thought because five (laughs) minutes later I snoozed it. Five minutes later, it went off again. And this shows you the time period. I literally reached in my pocket, pulled my phone out, pulled the battery out of the back, which I don't even know if you can fucking do that anymore with any of these phones. But I pulled the battery out. I looked up and there was like a hundred people staring at me. I'm sure. I was like this fucking asshole. And then I was like, Lybrook was there and I don't remember who else was there, but I, it might've been him, but I went to someone and I was like, damn, they're fucking pissed at me. He's like, dude, did you hear what you fucking said? And I was like, no. And he's like, reach in your pocket. And he went, God damn it. Like in the middle of the fucking <laughs> wedding. I was like, shit. <laughs> so then the other one was we had, remember that big pit of like recycled rubber, that big circle for PT over by like the softball field. Oh, I yeah. 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 We, did, we did like an intersection tap out wrestling match one time with machine guns versus mortars versus assault men, like free for all. You could either like tap them or knock them out or do something. I don't know though. And uh, we were going and Hunter was my roommate at the time. And so somehow he tapped someone out. I tapped someone out, like whatever. We ended up seeing each other and was like, shit, like I don't want to go against my roommate, but whatever. So he went and like, he tried to get me like in an arm bar and I blocked it. I tried to get him like a blood choke. He blocked it. He tried to get me in a pressure because we'd had the exact same fucking martial arts training. So we knew exactly what the other one was going to do. So I took a handful of that fucking rubber, shoved it in his mouth and covered it until he tapped. <laughs> so then Good forward, I'm the guy from New Jersey and a wedding in Mississippi where everyone already hates me because I yelled, God damn it, during the ceremony. And his wife, who's delightful and super nice. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you know, Scott, you know, I'm so glad that, you know, William's friends with you. And, you know, oh, you know, he talks about you so highly. And I'm so glad. And we'd all been drinking a little bit. And he goes, let me tell you something. He's like, that dude made me shit tires. And it was like, <laughs> it was like a scratch on the red. And then people like, like uncle, like, wait, tell us this story. And so, they had, so he told this story in front of all these family members. And I was like, I was like, shit. And they're like, Oh, the guy who fucking yells, God damn it. During the wedding is also the asshole who shoves tires down. People like this guy's a dick. And like, <laughs> not, not only that, I don't say it either, but saying the GD word, like, you know, people are probably religious there and you're like, God, you know, oh, <laughs> especially in, in Mississippi, out. it did not go over well. Yes. I'm glad right. you survived that and didn't get lynched yeah. somewhere or some shit. <clears throat> but what, one of the funny things I also was talking about was when we were at the uh, reunion, um, we were doing this part, they had all these different activities you could do. And one of them was making belts and, Coasters, yeah. the leather guys and whatever. And the one guy, we were, we ended up talking to him and he wasn't a veteran, but he like supported veteran groups and was like really good with us. And Ramachi came up and well, that guy. Ramachi's awesome. And for those that don't know, you know, he lost both his legs. Yeah. yeah. He came up and we were talking and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so, and whatever. And then this guy's just kind of sitting there listening to these stories. And he's like, you remember when you took me and I think it was Finfrock, who were the two shortest guys, you put helmets on us and then you yeah. use battering rams, human battering rams against each other. And this dude looked at all of us and was like, you fucking assholes. <laughs> like, what a bunch of dicks. And we're like, oh. <laughs> I remember we got all the short people because we also had that, uh, that 51 whose name was Fiato. He never yeah, deployed with it. us. Yeah, we we that got all the little, little the little guys, <laughs> and we were jousting with them, using them as like human jousts. <laughs> uh, it's funny you talked about Ramachi and like, dude, this was you know, it, it's one of those situations where like you know we're close with kind of everyone, but you're super like there's people that are super close with certain people, right? Yeah, for sure. And um, I mean, I guess it was I guess Delph and Ramachi were always like we're, we're pretty close. But when we were at the reunion, Josh Phillips is standing there. We're all sitting, like Doc France, me, like I don't remember who all else, but we're just kind of sitting there in these comfortable ass chairs. 
And and Josh Phillips comes up to the door and he's like, it's locked. He's wanting to get in. Um, and it's over by where everybody's playing Jenga that night, right? And everyone just looks at him. No one gets up. And then Ramachi wheels over there and you know, like grabs the door and opens it. And Phillips is like, really, guys? Like you made Ramachi wheel over here. And someone was like, Yeah, well, he's the only one that didn't have to get up. <laughs> oh man. Just like a Marine would say. Right. And then that's like, oh man, like moments like that, you know, like at the I, reunion where like we can no one else can understand us, right? Like you you can't say shit like that out at like Texas Roadhouse or yeah, you know, all these people look at you like you're a huge piece of piece of shit. <laughs> Dude, I got to yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, I I can barely talk about Romachi without getting emotional, you know. But speaking about the short guys and sending them on, on them on certain missions, I remember they sent them on a certain mission. It was in Afghanistan, I believe. I believe, uh, and he was the shortest dude, you know. Before he unfortunately lost his legs, I love that dude so much, but. There was this hole up on this mountain, like there's like this hole in this mountain, and they sent Ramachi uh, up, and he went up there on his own. Sorry, I'm losing my voice, and he climbed up there on his own. I just stood there in awe. He climbed all the way up this mountain and went in that hole by himself, and I was just so proud of him. I, I kind of felt like like his older brother or something. Uh, he went in there and then he came back. I was like, "There's nothing there." <laughs> We're like, "Okay," he came back down. I mean, what a courageous. Son of a bitch he is. I love that kid. <clears throat> I was just going to say, it was literally like a week ago. Uh, my son was like, we're going through and we went on Netflix and it said leaving soon and it was Black Hawk Down. And he was like, hey, you mind it? And I was, we watched it. And he was like, you know, some parts was like, hey, you might want to turn around and wait for this, whatever, because he's still kind of young. But, um, but I mean, he's at the age where he, you know, loved it, whatever. But at the end, there's a part where the guy, the one Delta guy is like, you know, people ask me why I do it and I don't even answer because they won't understand. Yeah. And it's funny because there's like Scott Garavito, the fucking dad, the fucking, you know, work coworker, the whatever. And like, they have no fucking clue at all some of the shit you know and it was funny because like one time i was hanging out at like a i don't know some get together or whatever and someone was like i was watching i think it was like platoon or something and there was this stuff where they had to shit in diesel barrels and like did you ever have to and i was like oh man i'm like we had this whole set and i've been drinking and i was like fuck it like oh yeah whatever you know and i was like oh yeah we had to shit on these things and this this and blah 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 and, and they're like well how many were there and i was like i think there was like five and they're like so there's like five guys pooping and i was like no there's like three guys pooping because the last two were whacking off. And they were like, what? <laughs> you had portable DVD players. And you just like turn your head and just walk past everyone to the last ones. And, you know, people would trade whatever. You had these little portable. And they were like, wait, so people are whacking off while people are sitting. And there's no doors in this thing. And you're sitting over gas. And I was like, yeah. You know, and then they're like, well, where do you piss? I'm like, oh, we yeah, have piss tubes that go, and like, blah, 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 you know, and they're talking all shit. And you can see the moment where, like, their eyes change from, like, this is a normal fucking parent or coworker to, like, this dude's fucking insane. You know, like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And then it was funny because they were like, what the fuck were the rules? If it's like anything, I was like, oh, there's only one rule. Like, don't fucking smoke. And they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, but guess what? And I pulled up on my photos and my thing, the when we burned the fucking shitters down because someone smoked on them. You know? Yep. And they're just like looking at me going like it was exactly like Black Ops down. Like they're like, they could not comprehend like what the fuck is going on? Like I, I'm in a whole nother world that I just cannot imagine. And like these guys, like if, why would you smoke over fuel and who jerked off next to other people? And like it was just like the weirdest fucking thing to them. And I'm like, mental note, like don't ever tell military stories to these people because they just will never get them. I got I to gotta add this to your story, dude, because it fits in perfectly like a puzzle piece. <laughs> I remember distinctly, Garavito, I don't know if you remember this, it's because it's random, but you came back one day from the shitters, and you looked so pissed off, and you had a story to tell us, that's for sure. And you're like, you're like, 
you know what pisses me off? We're like, what? You're like, when someone starts talking to you when you're taking a shit, like, just don't talk to me. I'm taking the shit. You're like, you're so pissed off. You're like, you don't have a conversation with me when, when I'm taking the shit. Like, that was your, like, like, your pet peeve. Do you remember anything about that? I I don't, but, I mean, I would. I, that, that probably is. I mean, probably the most uncomfortable, I'll be honest. I mean, shot at, you know, all the shit that we did. Probably the most uncomfortable I've ever been is in CACs. When you have that thing where there's, like, 15 toilets on one side and 15 toilets on the other and you're all just facing each other yeah and you're just like shitting and like trying not to look up and everyone's just making shit noises and farting and you're trying not i mean there's no walls it's just literally toilets facing each other and you're just like jesus christ this is i'd rather sit in the fucking desert and get eaten by a coyote but whatever I literally literally and i didn't want to obviously i took a shit right next to uh back in the day was Lieutenant Hateritis. And I was taking a shit next to this large man next to me. And you know what he said to me? He looks to the left and he's like, he's like, everybody poops at him. Everybody poops. I'm like, thank you. Thank you, Lieutenant. And then he's like, then he told me the story. (laughs) He goes, he goes, my wife one time, he's like, uh, she had her legs up on the tub and she was uh, pooping. You know, I think he said, it's the first time I ever saw her poop. And he said, uh, she, she was also holding, I didn't expect this at all. She's like, she was holding on to like this rail on the window or something. And he goes, she was white knuckled. I'll never forget. It. She was white knuckled holding onto that rail while she was pooping. <clears throat> I think everyone might, might have to go through that. I, I caught my wife one time uh, pooping as well. And she had a huge, uh, never look at me poop kind of thing. I, I have that as well, but I understand fully. Like we're all sitting there with like fucking 20, 20 sitters facing 20 other shitters and you're trying to make it all like hey how you doing uh how, how are the fucking red sox doing you know? my my, my yeah, best poop story which i cannot believe that this is coming up and like i didn't think we'd go down this fucking rabbit hole of this thing but you never know right now i was in the turret in afghanistan and <laughs> uh there were fucking we were in a 360 for the day or whatever in the middle of nowhereville and there was a wadi in front of us. Wadi's like a fucking dry riverbed for people who don't know or whatever. And so we had to, I was like, shit, I got a shit. And they were like, oh, go over there. So I literally went into this fucking dry riverbed, all by, but you got to tell someone so they can cover you, you know, just in case, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I went down, you could see my head. And then I ducked down, you couldn't see me anymore. And I'm about to take a shit. And then all of a sudden, some like goat herder comes over, sees me. And then starts yelling. And the next thing I know, like the entire village walks over and is watching me take a shit. And I couldn't <laughs> stop mid shit. I was like, Jesus Christ. So I'm just pretending they're not there while little kids, women, everyone just watching me shit in their fucking river, you know, their dry riverbed. I was like, Jesus, this is. They didn't appreciate that too much. <clears throat> I, hey, if they had a Porter John, I didn't see it, you know. Yeah, well, yeah one time, uh, fucking uh, McSabanitis. Was sitting down in a wadi, and I uh, fucking I thought everything was clear, you know. And I don't like people seeing my limp dick, you know. Usually when I see a girl, I like to have a little flush in there, so it's like a little, you know, a little bigger than usual. And uh, I had my limp dickitis in there, and I whipped it out, and I went to go take a piss. I thought I was clear in the middle of the desert, out of the middle of motherfucking nowhere. And all of a sudden, I looked down in the fucking wadi, and there's McSabolitis looking at me, and he's like, "This is exactly what he said, dude." I swear to God, he's like. I don't, I don't need to see that, Adam. No, he's like, I don't need to see that, Graham. I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, dude. <clears throat> so I think he's the only person in the world that saw, saw that's seen my uh, limp, limp dick as the limp as it can get while peeing. Anyway, well, I was gonna say before the while peeing, I was like, you didn't go to the same boot camp I went to where we took the shower that just ran through. I don't remember what they called it, but they turned the water wagon off. wheel. Yeah, you just went through, took a two-second shower, and everyone just looking at nothing but, you know, trying not to look at 50 dicks. Dude, I was, uh, when I went out to Vegas, uh, they got a, they they took me in there because it was my first time, like, being in the corner. So I had a uniform outfit that I had to wear. Did I tell this? Did I tell you guys this? I feel like no, I, I don't think this. so. Mm-mm. I don't think so. And so I go, I go in, and they're like, hey, we need you to put on this, put on, try all the clothes on to make sure that that's actually your size. Right. Cause you send in your size, they have it ready for you. And then they put 
you know, Jake's name on the clothes and stuff. So they're like, before we press it, let's make sure it fits. And so I just start getting on, like, there's nobody else. And like, I mean, it's all dudes. I mean, there was a couple of women that were on the card. Um, but, but at the time there was nothing but dudes. And so I start just getting undressed in this room and the guy was like, well, there's a curtain over there. If you know, you want some privacy and go behind that. And I was like, brother, I was in the Marine Corps. I've seen more dicks than, you know, than, than you could even see a lot of dicks. And then I just like, I hear like a, <laughs> and I turn, I look and there's this woman that I totally did not see like sitting in the room. And, um, I mean, oh, I'm God. sure she's listen, if you're in the UFC or you're involved with that stuff, you see dudes cause they're always changing and doing different things. And I'm sure she's seen her share dicks too. Uh, but it was just one of those weird, you said that I didn't, <clears throat> it's just one of those weird moments where, you know, you, you just, you'll get naked, you'll get naked and do whatever you got to do. Cause there's just really no such thing as privacy. Well, we barely saw any chicks over there, you know, <clears throat> I, I mean, I, 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 this might be uh, deleted uh, from this, but, um, and we barely saw any chicks of it over there, but when we did, I mean, I I heard someone. I didn't say it. I heard someone say like he just kind of was staring at this chick because like it was like seeing like a unicorn or something. He's like he's like I would I would sniff her fart if she allowed me, you know. That's how desperate we were um, to see a chick. And I looked at him. And I'm like, I would too. Anyway, well, do you remember the <laughs> army prostitution ring and with the massage parlor? Oh, remember when we went to Salerno and there was those army chicks that had like they had like puppies. Remember they had puppies and the one everybody said looked like pink. And back home she's probably like a, a four, but over there she was a solid ten. Ten. I I can't remember who I was talking to about this. It might have been Finfrock when he was here, but because he asked me, he's like, "Do you remember the the prostitution ring when we were there in Afghanistan?" And it was one of those moments where I was like, "Yes, dude." Yes, I do remember everything cool that happened that got shut down before I found out about it. I didn't dare to do any of that business. I heard about it, but I didn't dare to do any, any, I didn't dare to do it up. Uh, Hypothetically, hypothetically, um, did any of hypothetically us ever, I got a massage at the massage parlor with those Russian chicks with like the gold teeth and shit. Um, and they I said right on from that same person in Bagram, the one you're talking about. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, that sir. had about every single six inches. There was a, if you know, sexual references or you will be like NJP'd like everywhere. <laughs> yeah. We called it so the iron curtain because yeah, she had like a gold tooth and then like flip <laughs> your butt, you know, whatever. And, Dude. I'm so glad you know it probably was the same chick, dude. Oh yeah. Dude, I was getting a massage at that place and I didn't know what to expect. It was a great massage. I'll have to give him that. But that that girl with the gold tooth teeth coming came in and I'm not joking. I had my eyes closed and I was getting, you know, enjoying the massage. And she came in and did the itsy bitsy spider up to my legs. She's like they did the spider all the way up to my junkus. But I remember that sign saying, if you even fucking mentioned something about a fucking happy ending or something you know you're done so so i never had the courage to do it um i want i mean it's hypothetical i wanted to but anyway we probably went in the same group because it was funny because i remember someone telling me i was in the waiting room and someone i don't remember who it was came out and was like oh my god the flip is the worst and i was like what the fuck is the flip they're like you'll find out and i had a lady with a gold tooth and she started massaging like i was on my stomach she started massaging like my thighs and worked her way up to like kind of like right below my butt and then she said and you're only wearing silkies which again for military like ranger panties i've heard of the most revealing shortest fucking shorts known to man or thin. might as well be naked might as well pretty much be naked yeah and so God, i love those she things flip and i was like oh shit and I flipped and she just kept on going like she had just seen 800 boners in her fucking life, you know, and was like, no big deal. And it's that's her job to this day. That's the only massage I've ever got because massages are fucking expensive. Like, I think we paid like $15 for that. And I just came back to the world going, oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, massage this is like 200 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever. And I was like, shit, like, are you serious? Dude, oh, let me word of advice. If you ever do get a massage out here in the civilian world. Don't do the couple's massage because the last thing you want is some weird shit like that happening. Like while your wife's, you know, <laughs> in the bed next, like that's the most you can't even fucking enjoy it. 
Like I, when we were in Jamaica, she's like, oh, they're giving us a free couples massage. And I'm like, this is going to be the worst day ever. And because like, you you can't relax, you can't enjoy it. All you could do is just keep sitting there and thinking like, oh, don't fuck up. Don't fuck up. Don't fuck up. Like, and, 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 like you, you literally cannot enjoy it. In little letters under their like presentation, it should be like, this will probably end up in a fight somewhere because, you know, if you pop a boner or something, you know, we've already been over the boner popping and you're, you're woman to be like, well, what, why did you have a boner? And you probably lie. Be like, cause you were right next to me. You know, I, I pop boner cause you're so, you know, anyways. Well, it was, it was funny. Cause when, when the first episode eight came out, <laughs> actually was out with someone and like just regular <laughs> average people <laughs> you're all right yeah and man it, someone literally texted me while i was hanging out and was like dude i forget just listen to you what a bunch of assholes we were and then <laughs> as soon as i said that someone else texted me and was like oh you got to talk about the army thing and i was like what fucking army thing i'd forgotten about it but I don't know if you remember, if you guys were there or whatever, but it was towards the end at Gannon and the army showed up in this like convoy and they had these fucking like gleaming brand new Humvees and shit. And I remember we were outside and they were like, this is the shittiest food I fucking ever had. Like Marines are shit, like whatever. And I was, I mean, we'd been eating that food for fucking like eight months. And I was like, fuck these guys. And if there's anyone from the army, I did not say this. This is a hypothetical. But I literally was like, you know what? Fuck them. And I went over and I stole their antennas off their fucking Humvees. Good for you. Because we only had like one, like I think like three of the Humvees only had one. I'm like, these fuckers don't rate these things. Like they don't deserve it. So I stole their antennas. Off their you did You did tell us that though. Orders. I was really, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then literally like an hour later, I think it was Lieutenant Kerry and Strong came in and were like, whoever the fuck took the goddamn army's hum- uh, fucking antennas. You have like an hour to put them back. I was like, God fuck you know and i was like i was so pissed off i would have promoted you i would have when they were coming in they were building like showers and shit and whatever built the showers yep and like a laundry mat or something yeah i literally have pictures of when we were we were drying our clothes do you remember on uh fucking metal headboards from like racks yes i hadn't taken a shower and i don't even know was it like four months or something we didn't take a shower before that shit got up or something oh, yes yeah you're right you, About four you months? used and for the most part it was using like bottles of water because remember those bottles were a little bigger and just like throwing them up on the on top of the roof so they heated up from the sun so yeah. it was nice and warm yeah there was baby wipes and then yeah we we had fucking those coolers right like coolers that you put you know, drinks and food and stuff into, and you had the one that was like your suds cooler. And then you had the one that was your clear rinse. Mm-hmm. And I mean, dude, listen, like I, I don't, I mean, it just made the water dirty. I don't think it fucking cleaned right. anybody's clothes. It just made the water dirty. Yeah. And then when they did, when then we did finally open up the ones in Gannon, I remember the, the one time I went in and there was like a fucking commotion and I was like, what the fuck just happened? And Eunice had gotten the shit shocked out of him. Like his shower shoe went flying off. And like people were like, it looked like he'd been punched in the face or hold him up or whatever. Fucking like, it's well, strong. Like, strong guy shocked the fucking shit out of, out of that too. Yeah, Same people thing. were getting electrocuted taking showers. <laughs> you know, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> I'm t- yeah, dude. Yeah. The, hey, on the, on the, top of, I'm sorry, go ahead, man. No, go ahead. Uh, on top of uh, the whole water situation. And, and, and us actually showering from the Euphrates River from the big old titty bags, you know, little yeah. Big old titties. Yeah. Now the Euphrates dry straight out of the Bible. But anyways, um, do you remember after we're like, oh my God, we have bottled water? If it actually fucking got to us, they recalled the water, and we had to pour all the motherfucking water bottles out. Do you remember that? That's when I was at the train station, the broken down, fucking blown up train station. We had to pour all the Dasani water bottles out, actually, in case you know water bottles out we had we literally all of us had to just pour all the water bottles out do you guys remember that at all no i didn't i don't remember that yeah i had to do that so that's factual man that's factual that's, I think that's we when were i was sitting saying. with you guys and told you had bad water no i'm just kidding yeah that might have been I mean, a joke that we been. on you guys it might have been you, but how, how would you guys have known 
But yeah, we wouldn't. I mean, they could you tell me, like, known. hey, you know, this is bad toilet paper, man. Fucking take that shit out of the trash. I remember, I don't know who it was. Somehow we got our hands on, like, fucking a thousand, like, cartons cigarettes. Of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Got Dude, I still remember, because, uh, you know, for those that don't know where we were at, we were literally on the Syrian border. Yeah. Um, just literally what, about a mile, mile and a half, two miles down you know, south from where the Euphrates comes in from Syria to Iraq. And we had this big damn, what do they call it? The, the J-Dem, right? Or the J-Lens? The J-Lens. Oh. That big, remember that big lens that saw like 30 miles in any direction? Yeah, that, thing, that thing didn't work. Did you know that? Anyways, go ahead. But that thing didn't and, work. Well, they saw, well, somehow they saw people coming, carrying crates from Syria into Iraq. So we got sent up there. And... Yeah, I remember because Garavito was there. Because weren't you with were you, <clears throat> whose truck were you with? You weren't with the lieutenant. Were you with uh, McGill? No, McGill was in his own. I was with Groover, and we had Bridges, Staff Sergeant Bridges. That's right. And Bartlett was back there. And sometimes I think we had Brown. Okay, so yeah, we went out there, and they they saw us coming, so they just they stopped and they took off running, and they dropped all those boxes of cigarettes. <laughs> And I remember Lieutenant Carey calling it in to Captain Pitchford. He's like, uh, sir, the Marines want to like know if we can bring these back. And he's like, well, we can't leave them out there. So I remember people I was being, with you, motherfuckers, dude. I was with you, motherfuckers, on that, dude. If it's the same one. We were on the border of the literally, literally on the border of the Freeze River. And we went to go capture these guys. And they were off running and shit. <clears throat> shit. And... They, they had all these pallets of those American cigarettes. We thought it was like ammunition and fucking some bullshit, but it was it turned out to be just nothing but cigarettes. And we had a couple of people tied up and shit, and they were like, oh, don't kill me and shit, you know what I mean? But it turned out to be cigarettes. That must have been the same one. Am I right? You yeah, think? I think so. Well, the funny thing is, like, when, again, this goes with that whole thing of people don't, like, even people in the military don't understand because I ended up talking to someone who was in the army and I don't know. I remember one time we were in QRF in Bagram and there was this lady who had like a uh, 203 on her. And I was like, you could just tell. I was like, what unit are you with? And she was like, well, I'm like the 101st Airborne. And I was like, you jump out of planes? And she's like, no, I'm in the finance battalion. And I was like, oh. And I'm like, how the, why the fuck do you need a 203? Like, I wish I had a 203, which is a grenade launcher for those that don't know. But we were talking, and I was talking to someone who was like, oh, yeah, like, what were your hours? And I was like, excuse me? They were in the Army. And I was like, <laughs> like, what were your hours? And I was like, I, I don't know what that question means. Like, what are you talking about? And they were like, oh, like, when were you on? When were you off? Always on. We're always on. Yeah, we were on like literally. I was like, if you saw yeah. the map, we were this little blip surrounded by open desert, Syria, and a hostile city on like two thirds of the side. And the open desert. Remember when we went in? They blew the tire off the hump or the is it Amtrak that blew its tire off or the tread off? I think they rolled well, over. We a fire. out. I think I think it was they were getting the the team out that we were replacing. I think it was three two, and they blew their they blew up their Humvee. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and they had to come back that night. Yeah. yeah, so that was a crazy story too. Because so when that happened, uh, Lieutenant Carey called my he called me up and he said, Francis, I want you to pick like three people because you're going to go out and spend the night in the desert. Because the assumption was right, obviously, they knew that people were leaving. They got hit, so they turned around and came back. So the logical progression there is that they're going to leave again. And so the people would probably come back and plant more, you know, mines or IEDs or whatever. So the reason he wanted the 51s to go is because the Javelin, that command launch unit, was such an incredible optic. Um, it was like half a million dollars, and it, it picked up heat signatures and so since we knew how to operate it, and that was one of the best optics we had, so we were sent out there to do, like, reconnaissance on the whole area. And white, I think we took Whiteman and an A-gunner, because that way we had a machine gun with us. And then maybe it was Stanker, or probably let Hunter back stay back on that one, too, because he's just such <laughs> a nice guy. That's a nice guy. 
But I remember it was like one of our first nights there. And you know how it got? It was hot as fuck during the day. And so we roll out there and we didn't take any cold weather gear. And it dropped down to like 90 degrees or whatever. And we were like freezing our fucking asses off because it had just been what 120, 130. And you like you get a 40 degree temperature drop. Your body is going to feel fucking cold, even if it is like 90 degrees. And dude, that was one of the worst fucking nights ever because we were just miserable sitting out there. I have to, I have to mention too. Like a lot of people don't mention, uh, a lot of people don't know how fucking the cold, the desert can get when it when, when it gets cold. Yeah, and then the moonlight is just so bright, it's like a fucking beam. Like, but that's not my point. But, um, oh shit, Adam Brain, go ahead, Adam Brain. I had a good point. <laughs> I was just, I was gonna say, I remember the one time we had driven around the 440 after we took over the city. There was an intersection that. We, which that was the crazy part also was we would go up and down these streets a hundred times and on the hundred and first, someone would get an IED and you're like, Jesus Christ. Like it was seriously like luck of the draw, you know, of like when they blew it up or when they came the night before or when they did whatever. And then you would get these reports. Uh, you know, we were talking, someone was talking about it, the reports that we would get and we're like, Hey, by the way, be on the lookout for propane tanks. They could be possible IEDs. Well, I would pass. 5,000 propane tanks a day. And I'm going, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, for like the yeah. first like week. And then the final can't week, win. Like, like I, we used to talk about, like, hey, how do you want to go? And I like, our thing was like, yeah, pink mist, like just fucking here one second, gone the next. Like, I don't want to flip upside down and burn or whatever, like, you know, whatever. But what I was going to say was, we went through this intersection and a fucking, the tanks were always going their little duos, like the pairs. Yeah, yeah. And they went over, I don't know if you guys remember this, but um, they went over like a median that we just never went over and it blew the treads off one of them. No shit. I remember, I remember that. Dude. All of a sudden, they had to call Al Kine and bring the, I think it's called like a Mark 88 or something. It's like the tow truck for tanks to fix Yeah. And so that and two more tanks came and they're like, I mean, I don't know how many miles it was, but they only go fucking, you know, they were going like 20 miles an hour. So like, it's going to be here in an hour and a half or whatever. Yeah. And so we were there and then they start jacking up the thing and they're fixing it. And I went like, what the fuck are we doing here? And someone was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, dude, we got a Mark 19, a fucking 50 cal and a 240. I'm like, we're surrounded by four tanks. <laughs> fucking like what are we helping out with you know can we go back to bed you know no you know we stood there for hours while they fixed these tanks and, oh yeah well, i i finally remembered and, and i'm thank god i remembered do you remember when we first got to uh gannon the people that we relieved they that was it's on youtube and everything that gigantic explosion that murked so many people do you know what i'm saying it was the fire truck the fire truck yeah 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 it was coming right yeah yeah and and not only that frank and gravito frank you and correct me if i'm wrong you were and you were on point like this was your mission like your special mission i'm very proud of you for this anyways but and you had your paper out and you're fucking doing your schematics and shit. And you were in control of blowing up those monumental, like, uh, fixtures. Do, do you remember that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Dude, Strong yeah. and I were talking about how much C4 and shit. Like, we're talking about that today, this morning, actually. Like, how much shit we blew up when we were over there. Speaking of that, how much shit is Strong talking about me? I gave him a long message of how much I appreciate him and all that shit. Has he ever, he'll never get me back, but has he talked about me? Because I gave him no. a, a wonderful dude, message. Dude. I said happy birthday to him the other day on Facebook, and he <laughs> fucking liked every single person and me. He gave an angry face. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'll give you an example. Like, I'm like, Strong, I said, I know, I know we've always had our differences. I know you were mad hard on me. You know, pretty much I'm summarizing, you know what I'm saying? But uh, you did make me into a harder man than I would have been, you know? I gave him mad props. And then he, like, he, like, put a turd on my face on Facebook somewhere, you know? And I was like, okay, cool, whatever, you know? And strong's going to be strong, you know? Anyways. Dude. I, re- I respect so you strong, okay? I texted him. I said, happy birthday. Hope you had an incredible day with your daughters. And he said, I did, thank you. I said, glad to hear it. You deserve it. 
He said, I don't deserve anything. I'd rather be granted understanding and patience. And I said, hopefully someone gets around to granting you the understanding that you deserve a good birthday with your daughters, you grumpy old fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, I love harassing you. Why is he so angry? You know, he's just, he just likes fucking with us. I think, I mean, like he's not angry. He's, you know, but he just knows that he's not angry. He just knows he can fuck with us. <laughs> hey, I so, will say this because I see the time. I will say from episode nine, one thing I forgot completely, and it just occurred to me, is, Gray, Francis, we are not pieces of shit. And I just wanted to, you know, I mean. We I'm used gonna, to be. I'm, we uh, used, used to be pieces be, of shit. Have you seen shit. that clip? Have you seen that clip? I'm going to send it to you because I don't think I've sent it to oh. Adam. I can't forget that clip. Yeah. Go ahead, Hair slicked back. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That clip. Yes, yes, yes. I did. I, I, I fucking love that show. And I, yeah, that yeah. nachos and all other shit. I'm like Jesus. Like that is that, that is my humor in a nutshell. Yeah. Me too. Dude. Me too, dude. So and like all on a serious note, and I know we got to wrap up soon. Like you said, um, so babies fucking always stare at me. Always fucking stare at me, and it like creeps me out. And like my wife and I will go out and I'll point out. I'm like, look at that fucking baby, dude. It's like staring at me. And so I'm like, I wonder if it knows. Like, does the baby know that I used to be a piece of shit? <laughs> no, you kind of have a baby, like a baby face. So you look like a grown baby. No, no, she's like, she's like, maybe they want to play with your beard. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's like, especially around Halloween, like these babies you know, fucking stop staring at me. It's Buddy it's, Lee, it's, bro. I'll just say this real quick. One of the funniest fucking things I've seen in the last years is return flight from the reunion. Francis throwing a fucking shit fit in the (laughs) middle of the airport. He was trying to check his bag, and I'm going, you okay? He's like, these motherfuckers don't understand. Where the fuck? Get your fucking tickets out. Well, I mean, there was... 300 people around us and everyone's just staring at him he's like what the fuck is so complicated about the fucking airport jesus oh fuck you know it made my fucking year checking a bag (laughs) and houston to american airlines is the biggest fucking shit show process i've ever experienced like i thought i was gonna fight some motherfuckers and i was like i was about to call y'all like i know y'all already made it through tsa but i was thinking if we're about to fucking throw hands these people are about to throw hands with the wrong motherfucker because i got like a whole goddamn company of fucking marines that are gonna come out here hopefully and fucking <laughs> we all met at the bar and it was like hey you know, come up and be like hey i got a flight in 20 minutes let me really quick let me get a beer and four shots you know <laughs> dude and then also do you remember like because remember we all got boarded last do you remember that lady she was like the boarding lady that's like now boarding you know fucking zones one through seven and she started yelling at all of us she's like Y'all need to board this plane faster if you want to like get out of here on time. Yeah. And and I'm like, what the fuck are you yelling at? We haven't boarded. We're not the problem here. Go <laughs> yell at the motherfuckers that are on the plane right now, like taking forever to board. We're yeah. like, change your motherfucking process. God damn it, Garavito, you just opened up like my It was so funny because like here. I was saying, you and I were the only two people, I think, or no, there was someone else in in, in Dallas. But on the flight back, there was literally 15 rows of Marines all going. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was right across from me was Captain Pitchford and, you know, everyone else. And it was just like Tiernan was there was a bunch of Marines. Yes. Yeah. And like we We were the all all like they had had three days of fucking fun. It was all dude. That was like one of the coolest flights ever was like flying with you guys back to Charlotte. Uh, But dude, yeah. Listen. If anybody's listening out there at American Airlines, load your goddamn planes rear to the front. Just do it. Just they fucking do it. If no. if they're trying to implement things now where they load the window people first, all right, we're making progress. You guys are kind of getting the picture. If you put the people on the back first, no one's standing in the way to prevent people from going and getting to their fucking seat. Just load from rear to, rear to front. Rear to front. If there's one thing in the Marine Corps that actually fucking worked, it was loading from rear to front. That's it. That's my piece. 
This has been episode two, season two. Thank you, Garavito. <laughs> Thank you, Garavito. You're fucking wonderful as always, man. This this episode's even one of my favorites already. <laughs> I before we uh, sign off, uh, Danny Smith. I had a good conversation with him. I told him I put him in a plug, and uh, his his foundation is Bone Frog Bone Frog Foundation. All right, he has uh, Dr. Ken Hughes on there, and he's got a sniper, uh, Ben Johnson, on there. So look him up because uh, they're helping Marines with TBI and stuff like that, Um, and it's greatly helping. And it has to do with uh, microdosing, hypothetically, because I'm in Maine. It's still illegal, but it's it's becoming legal in a lot of areas. All right, Um, and I just want to put that in there. Hey, Danny, man, can't wait to talk to you again. I just want to put that in there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again, man. We're gonna we're gonna have to. We think we're gonna make you like a regular on this thing. If you can cut cut out the time for us, it's always it's always a blast. We haven't even touched boot camp, dude. <laughs> we can go on forever, dude. I can sit here fucking forever and talk to you, motherfuckers. Dude. I literally have people dude. going. Don't forget this. Don't forget. Like I said, I, yeah. I'm the spokesman for people who don't want to go on because they're afraid they'll make an ass out of themselves. I'm like, bring it. I don't care. Oh, that's what speak- we're here for. Speaking of that, yeah, we can edit this out. That's the beauty of it. But um, uh, I talked to Eunice, man, and uh, I said, Eunice, man, he, he told me I'm, I'm going to k- keep his story to him. But he has one of the funniest, funniest, funniest stories that made me laugh out loud where I have to I had to concentrate on not laughing anymore or I thought I would die story. He knows what I'm talking about. Hey, Eunice, I love you, bro. It was nice talking the other day. But you know what story I'm talking about. All right. So he and, and I, I convinced him. I'm like, he's worried about getting on the podcast. I'm like, dude, you're going to do just fine. I said, we're all worried about being on the podcast because so many people are listening to us and stuff like that. But let's just keep that on the side deck. That He's got one of the funniest, funniest stories known to man. You probably know Garbito, but I'm going to leave that to him. And you let me know, uh, Frank, when you want me to uh, sign us out. Yeah, man. I mean, unfortunately, I think I think we got to do it. All right, here I go. <clears throat> All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, this has been Tales from the Core, and we had Garavito on again for the second time, and obviously he rocked the boat and made us explode inside of our pants. All right, so please like, download, and share. This has been Tales from the Core. We would like a five-star rating if you don't mind, and you know what time it is, motherfuckers. It's Liberty. All right, we'll see you later. Love you.